of uh, stuff going on, ladies and gentlemen, including uh, trying to uh, toughen uh, some of these laws out there that will keep dangerous uh, dealers of drugs, especially fentanyl, behind bars. Here to discuss uh, is uh, Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tanny. It was good to have him on. I haven't spoke to him in a while. Sir, how are you? How you been? Good. How are you, Jay? Thanks for having me. I am doing well. It's very important, uh, Ray, regarding this stuff. And it's good to see some uh, some bipartisan uh, type of support here. Uh, many on the same side, you know, it all depends on how the governor reacts and if she can get behind championing, championing some of these harsher laws. That's going to be the big test here, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the, the, um, I think the, the, the public and... Our public officials are starting to realize that, you know, we need to change this law. And it's not just one side saying it. Especially when we're losing uh, nearly 100,000 Americans every year, Ray, uh, to this. And something's got to give here. Uh, You know what? If you're you're on a a certain side of the aisle, uh, you have to recognize loss of life. As far as where it's coming, that's a, if you don't want to recognize where it's coming from, it's here. And the question is, we have to have penalties in place. That's what counts right now. It, it doesn't matter, you know, you, you don't have to be a partisan individual. You have to recognize in real time, as a lawmaker, you have a responsibility to keep people safe. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think what's happening with uh, you know, fentanyl. Um, we we should be allowed to have at least a uh, per se rule that if you deal fentanyl, we can seek bail uh, when you get arrested. I mean, that's just common sense. Get into some of this stuff, just so uh, we make it uh, very clear for the audience. Uh, there is a, I guess you know, you go back a couple of years. What was it 2019 or so under these reforms? Ray, only Class A felony drug offenses are eligible for bail, right? Uh, And there are plenty of loopholes here. And that for people to take advantage of this stuff, and that's part of the problem. So let's get into that. Yeah, well, a a Class A felony, so so that means basically it's eight ounces of the drug. So, uh, you know, eight ounces of fentanyl is an incredible amount of fentanyl. Um, Two milligrams of, of fentanyl is enough to kill uh, someone from from an overdose. So eight ounces. That's about uh, you know two hundred and twenty six thousand uh, hits of fentanyl that are that are potentially deadly. So um, you, you know that is an incredible amount of fentanyl. And so there are so many other uh, fentanyl drug dealers who are killing people who fall under that threshold. But notwithstanding that, we can't ask for bail. So it's incredibly frustrating. We've had we have had cases where we've arrested uh, people. Um, we believe that they're involved in, in uh, deadly fentanyl deals, but we can't, we can't prove it. They get out. Uh, we we uh, sell fentanyl to them again. Uh, they get bail. Um, and so it, it becomes this revolving door. So what we want is, well, first of all, what we really should be able to argue in all cases, cases is dangerousness. But, um, you know, accepting that, let's just, let's just uh, make a rule for fentanyl. That if you deal fentanyl, we can seek bail. You know, what Ray just said, the DA just said, uh, dangerousness. And we all know that is a word uh, the likes of Carl Hastie and Andrew Stewart Cousins just did not want 
in any type of tweaking of uh, of bills of legislation regarding this stuff. Uh, and let's face it, is there anything worse than fentanyl right now? Anything more dangerous? I mean, you know, we spoke with Rich uh, Brennan a while ago, who is special narcotics prosecutor for New York City. I mean, think about this. Look at these numbers here. 2,800 New Yorkers have died of drug overdoses in the city. One, 2,800. The vast majority involving fentanyl, folks. Uh, and I'm talking over a year's span ending in July of what? Last year. This is a recent data from the CDC and Prevention. Comparison, there were 433 homicides in this city last year. So, I mean, think about those numbers right there. I mean, you see, that's the key here. Yeah, presenting these numbers to the people who make very important decisions as far as recognizing uh, is the key. And we know, Ray Tierney, that fentanyl is almost 100 times stronger than morphine, which was detected in 80% of drug overdose deaths in the city. Go back to 2021, and certainly the most common substance involved uh, in fatal ODs for the fifth year in a row. So that's going to be the big question here as far as you know, recognition, and these are numbers, again, these are documented numbers here in order to accentuate the case here, right? Yeah, last year in in Suffolk County, we had about 30 murders, and we had about uh, 300 uh, uh, opioid overdoses, the vast majority of which I think about 80% were, were fentanyl overdoses. So, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's self-apparent uh, of, of the danger, and, you know, what, what people don't realize is two milligrams, that, that is what uh, a mosquito weighs. So we're talking about an infinitesimally small amount of this drug uh, can kill people. We've, we've arrested, we've arrested um, drug dealers, and uh, we had one drug dealer who we arrested with 10 what seemed to be Percocet pills. And when we examined the pills, eight of the 10 pills contain, contain Percocet. The other two pills contain fentanyl. So basically, when you sell those 10 pills, it's, it's Russian roulette, because as soon as somebody takes one of those fentanyl pills, they will OD. Unbelievable. Ray Tierney with us, Suffolk County uh, District uh, Attorney. I was watching something this morning before I came on the air about a bus driver out west. I think it was in Seattle. Uh, he was, you know, he drives a bus to make a living, and he got sick because people were smoking fentanyl uh, on that, but they're smoking the stuff now, right? So, uh, in essence, he had to take time off his job and eventually he had to leave his job because he was getting dizzy. Uh, his uh, vision was impaired. He took a lot of kids on that bus. You know, a lot of, it was school oriented as well. So, you know, a big problem. The failure to recognize the problem was quite evident in where he um, was living, which is in Seattle. And we know that there's very lax standards there. As well, you know, those cities in the Northwest documented, you know, C- Seattle, Portland. Uh, but that's what, that's how, you know, lethal this stuff is, you know. Uh, I know you had a letter going to the governor uh, with these recommended changes that kind of stiffen these laws, you know, including making Class B felony drug crimes. Um, any, uh, now, you know, I know you, the letter was just sent off. Have you had any reaction yet as far as Albany is concerned? Well, I think we're going to have some dialogue with Albany. Uh, we're going to sit down and, and talk, and uh, hopefully um, our our letter was well-received and is being considered. Um, but, we'll, you know, what we're asking is we're asking, you know, we, we've asked, uh, we've written a letter to the governor, but what we're asking is is our viewers, your viewers, 
to reach out to your legislators and, and tell them, listen, this is a priority. Why aren't we getting this done? Why aren't our uh, legislators um, legislating in such a way that we can um, properly prosecute uh, people who would sell fentanyl in our communities? And, and, and these, these individuals, these fentanyl drug dealers, they're, they're killing people in our communities. Um, so we really need to do something. You have to. Uh, and Ray's right. You know, right to every official, every official uh, in your district. Ladies and gentlemen, this has to be front and center for Kathy Hogue, I'll tell you that much. Has to be. And you pointed out to a case I was reading about, Ray, regarding this Vito Fabrizio, uh, Fabrizio excuse me, who sold this, this poison to a recovering addict who died, uh, I think it was last year, right? And uh, this particular individual was arrested. It was one of those undercover sting deals. And because... These charges were not bail eligible, folks. He was freed. Am I right with that on supervised release? Yeah. So, so this this is exactly what we're talking about. So, on March seventh, twenty twenty two, undercover police officers purchased fentanyl from the defendant. On March eighth, uh, the the fifty one year old victim uh, who's attending a narcotics anonymous meeting uh, relapses takes fentanyl supplied to him by this defendant and dies. Uh, the police go to, the, go to the scene of the death. They look at his phone. They see that there are numbers associated with uh, the defendant. Uh, the next day, undercover officers again sell, sell uh, uh, fentanyl to the defendant. He's arrested. Uh, but because we can't prove the death, uh, that he's involved in the death yet, we can't ask for bail, so he gets out. Uh, and then on uh, March 25th, once he gets out, he immediately tell, uh, reaches out to the undercover and says, I'm back in business. Do you want fentanyl? So uh, a couple, uh, about two weeks later, we sell fentanyl to him again, uh, arrest him, bring him back. Uh, this time we could ask for bail, but the judge doesn't set bail. So he gets out again. So, <laughs> so then what we have to do is we, um, uh, we, we then have to indict the case bring it to, to uh, county court, ask for bail again, and finally he gets bail. Uh, but basically, the entire time while he's getting arrested and released, he's selling fentanyl the entire time through. Unbelievable. And, you know, you remember uh, with all the, what was it, like the Skittles pills, the rainbow fentanyl pills, uh, where a guy was arrested last year. He had about 20,000 of these things. Uh, he was charged with possession of a controlled substance, first degree, uh, that was a Class A-1 felony. That is eligible for bail. But yeah. guess what? Let him loose. James Klein got him out in the street anyway. I mean, this is what's going on right now. You know? I mean, it is unbelievable. How do you possibly let anybody of this nature back on the street? I don't care if it's supervised the release. Or, how do you possibly do that? I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, this is a massive problem. A massive problem. And it's just, uh, you know, you wonder. You wonder if, if anybody really cares. Uh, it is incredible. But, uh, you know, you must. Is, see, this is how we say, uh, Ray, that judges have to have full powers back in play when they wear the rope. 
I mean, you're not you're you're handcuffing these people. You must give judges more discretion in setting bail for these for these individuals accused of serious crimes. That has to be done, right? Without question. Absolutely. I think the, um, the the way the law is set up, the you know the, the least restrictive means, which which is uh, hopefully going to be uh, um, stricken from the law, but there's there the the way the appeals are set up, the defendant has all the appeal, and so I, I think a lot of these judges are, are afraid to set bail because they're they're afraid that the appellate courts are going to come in and 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 strike the bail. But we've you know we've really uh, improved the way in which our assistants ask for bail. We write letters. Uh, we put we put down all the facts uh, which which uh, call for setting bail, uh, and we've been we've been appealed, and we've been very successful with our with our appeals because we we really try to help the judge and give them a lot of um, you know factors and reasons why to seek bail. So you know what we need the judges to do. We need the judges to not worry about anything else but the, the case before them. And if the case warrants bail, and you can do it, set bail. Uh, very uh, interesting uh, to me uh, in a closing here uh, regarding the chair of the State Assembly and Senate Codes Committees. They're the ones who oversee crime legislation. See, that's where the crux of it all, folks, will be. And I'm talking about uh, Bronx Democrats, two of them. Uh, Jeff Dinowitz and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Bailey, Jamal Bailey, that's who it is. Uh, very interesting uh, to see how they react uh, to uh, Ray Tierney's proposal here. We'll keep an eye on things, Ray, and you will as well. Keep us in the loop. Anything you need, you know we're here. Thanks. Thanks very much, Jay. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it all. This is some very important stuff. Quarter to eight, folks. Very important stuff. I mean, if this goes by without any reaction of any kind, I mean, that is, I'm sorry. That's as egregious as it comes. You know, we talk till we're blue in the face regarding this law and that law. Lax judges, discovery information. If this goes by, how do you possibly not go any other way? These guys should never see the light of day. Much less out in the street, supervised and everything else. Come on.